Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations. With your host, James McLean. Welcome to the Gen Z Show for another exciting episode. We're in the middle of an entrepreneurship series, and I'm joined today by Sarah Beth. How are you doing, Sarah Beth? I'm doing good. How are you? Um, well, Sarah Beth, we have been talking about entrepreneurs now. This is our third week into this series. Have you ever wanted to start your own business when you were younger? I did, yes. Um, I was really into going to the beach and visiting families, so I wanted to make a, my own seashell necklace oh, wow. company and sell that, but that didn't work out. <laughs> wow, I, I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know that you wanted to make kind of a seashell. Was it like necklaces and stuff like that? Yeah, so me and mom, actually, we used to collect seashells on the beach and we would look for ones with little holes so we could make necklaces. And I was like, this is cool. And six-year-old me wanted to make a business out of it. Well, what do you think you need to know or what would a young person need to know? Maybe the young people that you're teaching now that you're a high school teacher, what would they need to know in order to be young entrepreneurs? Well, something I tell my students is that you have to be in the right mindset to start your own business. There's a lot of ups and downs and you have to have that. I'm willing to do whatever it takes kind of mindset. And I'm um, glad that you led with that. Really? I'm glad that you led with that because our guest today is Doug Greathouse. And Doug Greathouse is, is a coach's coach. He coaches people who, who want to be entrepreneurs, helping them in the entrepreneurship world, really focusing on uh, life coaches who want to be entrepreneurs as well. And Doug discusses with us today what he feels like are the essentials, like, like the base thing that you need to do if you have um, want to be an entrepreneur. And, and his first thing was what you just said, mindset. Nice. That you got to have mindset, you got to have the right skill set, and then you need to have a mentor. And we really go into this. Doug has a great deal of knowledge and depth, having helped uh young entrepreneur, well, entrepreneurs of all ages all over the nation establish their business and be more successful. He has a lot of information. You're going to see his information in the show notes. But I really enjoyed this interview as we connected with him so much so that I felt like that our organization needed to benefit from him. So I've asked him to help coach us as well. So this is this is not just something that you know, we're doing for an interview. We actually believe in the things that he's saying. So Mindset, skill set, and mentorship. Those are great things. Yeah. And we're going to have a good interview with Mr. Doug Greathouse. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. Doug, thank you for being our guest today. Well, I'm so happy to be here, James. Uh, we connected. You were on my podcast recently, which is coming out next week. Um, so I am so glad that we made that connection. You uh, you embody a lot of the same th same beliefs that I do. So um, I'm glad to be on your show. Well, for those of you who want to go back and find that podcast that he's talking about, it would be kind of the middle of September. So this is when this airs. This would have aired your my episode would have aired in the middle of September. So uh, hey, let's do a shout out to our mutual friend Danica who who connected us together. She's excellent at being able to connect people that are on similar journeys in life. Yeah, she is a connector for sure. Um, another great connection that I made uh, probably about a year and a half ago, and she has been implemental in so many things uh, in my journey. So, yeah. 
she does have that connection skill, which probably need to do a whole podcast on connecting and the value of that, and especially for our young audience. Now, Doug, our, our audience heard me and my co-host uh, introduce a little bit of you at the beginning of the show, but they always love to hear from our guests to hear about themselves. So if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself to the Gen Z audience. Uh, my name is Doug Greathouse. Uh, first off, I run a digital marketing agency called SaleSite, um, and it's been, it's been around for 13 years. For the first 10 years, we helped brick and mortars. For the last three years, we've been helping coaches consult and scale their business a consistent five-figure months. Um, I host the Entrepreneur, Entrepreneur, I can point right, <laughs> it's over there somewhere, Entrepreneur Journey. <laughs> Uh, podcast that James has been on, and we also have a Facebook group full uh, of trailblazing entrepreneurs that's also titled Entrepreneur Journey. So that's a little bit about me. Now, I'm sure the audience is sitting here listening or watching, and they're going, wait a minute, James, what are you pulling? You're pulling a sneaky one on here. Why are you trying to do a business podcast on a podcast that talks about how we can positively impact you? So why, did I, why should we be talking about entrepreneurship to a youth-focused audience? Oh my goodness. I, I hope you got a minute. <laughs> so anyway, I'll, I'll try and keep it brief. Um, if I had been exposed to entrepreneurship as a youth, um, I did go into a, a corporate career. Um, if I had been exposed to it sooner, I would have been an entrepreneur sooner because I just fell in love with it. I read like the books that I read were all about entrepreneurs when I was younger, the books that I loved. Um, and I knew that seed was always there. So if you don't at least expose the youth to it, um, I, I think you're doing a disservice, right? Um, a lot of people don't want the, the college path. You can still take the college path and get into entrepreneurship, but a lot of people want a different avenue than maybe what their parents did or, or something like that, and they want to at least explore entrepreneurship. And this, I will tell you, entrepreneurship is better to explore when you're younger than it is when you're older and have more responsibilities because you can uh, afford to take few more risks uh, and once again you don't have the weight of the responsibilities when you're older when you have a family uh, and things you can you can afford to explore more in your youth with entrepreneurship than you can uh, when you're older it gets a little more riskier as you have more responsibilities as you get older why do you think uh, youth are not very excited about jumping into an entrepreneurship journey oh it's scary um mm. you know there's um a lot of times they like when you how many college people do you know that go into college and even after four years still don't know what they want to do right um so the same thing could be with entrepreneurship there's so many different avenues in entrepreneurship and you kind of you got to figure out exactly what you want to do you got to figure out what you're passionate about explore that passion and then go from there you know I, i'm sitting here when you said that and i'm thinking about i'm i'm thinking about a lot of times we're as parents and adults, we are not encouraging you to explore that option or at least to to research the possibilities, to explore the possibilities, not not saying go into it, but just explore the possibilities. Why do you think that adults and parents are telling youth today or are very often telling youth today, take the better road, go to take the traditional road, go to college, get your degree and go work for a company rather than sitting back and saying, hey, let's explore some other avenues here. It goes back to the fear of the unknown, right? And so if the parents went, went that route through college, got the, got the good job, they're going to tell their children that's the path, 
right? Because that's what they know. They don't know entrepreneurship, so therefore, there's a lot of fear of the unknown. There, and what what's the what's the saying? Like fifty percent of businesses fail, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there's there's that fear. So that I think is why, like they they because as, as parents we want to protect our children, right? So we give them we usually give them the safest path, not necessarily the best path, but the safest path um, to to where we want them to go. So. That's a good point that we do. It seems like entrepreneurship in a young person is kind of something that they have grown up being around. We just interviewed recently Maddie Callie, uh, Callie, and she said that she grew up in an entrepreneurship family. So when uh, the pandemic hit and she could not no longer, you know, she had to come home from school and she had not had the greatest experience her first year at school anyway. It was just not feeling it wasn't jiving with her, that it was a natural fit for her to turn her energy and focus into starting a business. So how can, how do, how do we even get the parent, coach a parent, let's coach a parent right now. Who's like, okay, I want what's best for my child. And maybe I need to open their eyes on this. How do we encourage the parent to do that? If you, if they came to you and said, Doug, I need some help. Give me some advice. What should I do? The first thing is, get in contact with an entrepreneur. Maybe you know one in your church or in your community. Get in touch with someone that you can connect your child with that's an entrepreneur that can kind of give them the ins and outs. Maybe they've had the ups and downs in their journey so they could prepare that child for, you know, it's not all all roses in the entrepreneur journey. There's there's a lot of opportunity, um, but just know where where you're headed before you, before you take that path, right? So, so that, mentorship that, is really what you're looking mentorship, for. Mentorship, yes, yes, and someone that's been there, right? Someone that's an entrepreneur that can that can guide them. You, the, I'm sorry, go ahead. The, the dream thing would be to find the thing that the uh, student child is passionate about, and an entrepreneur in that field, um, and pair them together, and then they can really get a great picture of what could be possible uh, mm. if they went that route. But in but initially. It probably doesn't matter if it's in that same field. It's just someone who can share their journeys and their experiencing yeah. and, and kind of pour into the to the youth to do it. And then hopefully trying to find uh, when you're working with when someone comes to you and says, hey, I, I need some entrepreneurship coaching. I need someone to help guide me through this. What's the first thing that you do with them? Uh, that's, a, that's a very good question. The, the first thing, well, it, people come to me um, with different assets, let's mm-hmm. just say that. So some people have a mindset for entrepreneurship that come to me, and some do not. So if they do not have the mindset that will prepare you for entrepreneurship, that's the first thing we work on, is developing the right mindset for entrepreneurship, because uh, you will have different challenges than you will on a career path in entrepreneurship than you will, uh, yeah. So you will have different challenges in entrepreneurship than you will on a career path. So mindset mm. would be the first thing if they don't already have that. Um, that. So when we when we get a youth that comes in that says, "Hey, I'm I'm interested in starting my own business or something," really we want to focus first on on mindset with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. and I I love when I have a guest who says the things that parallel with some of the things that we we've been advocating here at Generation Z, and and that's uh. In our coaching program, that's the first thing that we work on is is mindset, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that they have that that growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. 
that that is going forward on this. So what what do you what do you think are the skill set that they would need in order to be successful? All right, we got mindset. Well, let's talk about skill set. Uh, well, eventually they're going to need leadership. Maybe not as a solopreneur, but um, if they're ever going to grow, they're going to need leadership skills because eventually, in order to grow, you're going to need a team. Um, and if you can't lead your team, it's hard to grow. So leadership would be one of those things. Um, time management is crucial as well. Being able to manage your, because in a, if you go to a job, they tell you how to use your time. Yeah. Whereas entrepreneurship, you're left to your own devices of how to use your time. So um, one of the things that I always tell people is focus on entrepreneurship, focus on the revenue generating activities first, um, because everything else comes behind that. You know, if you're not making revenue, you're out of business. So um, focus on the things that are going to generate revenue first and then go from there. Have you had any opportunity to work with any young people? That I'm t when I say young, I'm talking about like under 23, 24 and getting started on the business? Um, in a sense, yes. Okay. More as a mentor, um, someone on my team, um, but they did not go into entrepreneurship. They 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 showed <laughs> I showed them what entrepreneurship was like and they they are young. They're starting a family. They wanted more of a, of a safe route for themselves. Um, but they said they learned more from me coming through mentorship than they did in their four years of college learning uh, with the same major that I would teach them. So. Yeah, I could see that being the case, you know, very much so that, that youth or that young people are going to learn more from a mentor in this aspect uh, than, they, than they would anything else. Uh, what would be the best advice that you could give to a young entrepreneur if they wanted to start something? Uh, and, and here's the premise of the question, or here's what I'm thinking about, is we had some people come, some young people come to one of our uh, coaching uh, certifications, and they wanted to be coaches. And they had good jobs that they were working in right now. And they were in their mid-20s, and they really have a passion for working. So we found their passion. They really want to help their emerging generations transition very well. And the very first thing that I heard them say that kind of startled me a little bit was, I think we're going to quit our job and start doing this. Okay, you got the same reaction I did. What would you, how would you advise them? Um, you heard the term side hustle, right? Um, I always advise, um, don't quit your, and, and this is part of my entrepreneur journey, right? I uh, was not an entrepreneur journey. I was not an entrepreneur right out of the gate. Um, I, when I quit my corporate job, I took part-time jobs and built my business while I had part-time jobs. So I was still paying the bills uh, with my part-time job while I was building my business. And I did not quit those part-time jobs until my business replaced that income. So that's the number one advice. If you're, if you have a job, don't quit your job until you replace the income from that job with your business. Hmm. Any areas that you would advise them to go into? Ooh, I mean, there's so many. I, I think I, I have to always hold back the passion. Mm -hmm. uh, what you're passionate about, you'll you'll automatically be driven to help grow. But that's there's a caveat to that. Not necessarily what you're passionate about is something that's going to make money. So make sure those two things align, right? Because there are there are plenty of fields that you could get into. Um, that you may be passionate about, but you'll find that the market just isn't there. And the market is very important. You, that's one of the things I would say. Examine if there is a market, what that market looks like. Uh, take a survey of that market, of what their needs are, what their pain points are, 
and then you can find something that fits those needs and serve them and follow passion. Yeah, I really love what you just said there that it, when you're talking about surveying the market to see what the needs are based because I, I do see a lot of times and this is even entrepreneurs that are on up in our age. I mean, I'm in my early 50s and, you know, people who want to start business. Oh, I've been in this for a while. I want to get out. They have a passion for something and they feel like since I love it and I'm interested in it, the world must love it and be interested in it. And so they produce this product or this service and then there's nobody there to buy it. Um, and that's just a lesson that at our age, you can't really afford to, to learn the hard way. But at a younger age, you, you, you might have mm -hmm. a little bit of an opportunity to, to learn it and fail. Um, but I love what you said then about, about surveying and finding out what the needs are. Um, yeah. uh, what, you, what you said right there, too, is about failure. Don't be afraid of failure. Um, if you're a young entrepreneur, you're expected, actually. And not only expect it, but almost cherish it. Because what you're going to, if, if you if you do it right, you're going to learn from that failure and it's going to help you grow. Yeah. And, you know, I think I think sometimes culturally we are discouraging youth to try things to fail, especially in a business aspect or entrepreneur aspect. We we just as a societal thing, we did. We kind of discourage that. Now, I, I grew up in an area where. Uh, my friends and stuff had to find other sources of income or else they were going to be working you know, on the farm in the hot sun, you know, sun all summer long and a hundred thousand degree weather at, you know, in sticky humidity and in the South and they don't want to do that. So they were coming up with ways uh, of trying to find their own sources of income. So we were a little bit more mindset, but I feel like that's, that's, that's gone or, or it's sliding away. Do you see that in, in, in the experience that you've had that we're just discouraging that we're kind of moving away from that? I, I, I unfortunately I do feel that way um, a little bit like the in the, the finding being ingenuitive right and finding your path um, is kind of been discouraged a little bit uh, so I, yeah I have to agree, agree with you one of the one of the uh, traits that has been identified with generation Z which if we had, if we had to put a, a age on them now they're probably like 25 to 50 to 10 years old. So 10 to 25 year olds, give or take a few years uh, in either direction, is that, that they are a little bit more open to the idea of doing things their own way. Mm -hmm. um, so we do have a group that is, is a, a generation that is prepared, that is coming of age, that are emerging, that, that have more of an open mindset but yet we as a society are not providing them maybe with the resources they need to do that. Um, I think that's a discouraging type thing to see uh, that we only think about entrepreneur coaches for being someone who is, you know, starting their second business or starting a side hustle business in their thirties or, or something like that. We don't think about it as someone who is 18 or 19. That's just sad to me. Yeah, I will. I will. I will say this: that the young entrepreneurs that I've seen be be successful, one of the first things they did was get a mentor. Hmm. Uh, we did. We did a session because, on mentoring last because, fall. Because you can either, if you go alone, it's a lot harder. If you go with, it's a lot, it, it smooths the path quite a yeah. bit. Yeah, I, I definitely can see that. 
I mean, even, you know, even the little traditional setting up a lemonade stand is a form of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And a, 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 a child who does that is not doing that on their own. They really have, you know, that mentor, whether it be a parent or a grandparent that guides them on what to do mm-hmm. and tells them what's going on. So, I mean, you could use that analogy very easily to show the value of that. You know, mm-hmm. you know, little, you know, my daughter is, my daughter, my youngest daughter is 12. And I think when she was six or seven, she wanted to have a, a lemonade stand. I don't know where she got the idea from. My guess is some TV show that she was watching that had a lemonade stand on there or something. And, yeah, and she I almost forced my daughter to have a lemonade stand. You did? <laughs> well, she enjoyed it. She really enjoyed it, but it was my idea. Well, what was the catalyst for that idea? Well, why uh, did I you want her to do that? Because I thought it was important for her to learn, at least get exposed uh, at a young age to how economies work and mm. about entrepreneurship. You know, you sell X at you, you get you buy at X, you sell at Y, right? Um, and then in the middle is your profit, and then you can go spend that on candy that you wanted. <laughs> you know what you just said there is a uh, is a lesson that sometimes on this lemonade stand type of things that that children are not taught because they are not buying at X. They are being given the resources. Mm-hmm. And so they're thinking, I make a hundred percent. If I'm selling a, a cup for a dollar, and I know that sounds very high to get a little cup, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, I, I keep the dollar, you know, which they're not learning that full lesson that's going through there. Mm-hmm. That's a good point that you just made on doing yes. that. So parents, uh, maybe this is a lesson for parents listening have them take their allowance and buy the the supplies to eliminate them Hmm. well if we had to if we had to brainstorm you know just different ideas and stuff that or things that we've heard of young entrepreneurs doing i think of stuff like you know uh my son when he was uh uh 15 i encouraged him to go to some of the neighbors on our street and ask them do they want their grass mowed during the summer um, you know, cause Hey, and, and I helped him with the, with the, uh, pricing structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, hey, you know, you might want to get $70 for this yard or $30 for this job or $50 for this job. And he only got two, I think he asked 12, but that's still, I think, so things like that. I mean, well, well we can't think of, we get, we, we mentioned lemonade stand. We mentioned, I just mentioned lawnmower. What are other things that we could get encouraged them to do while they're still in high school? Of course, babysitting. For, babysitting, for great job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, house cleaning. You know, mm. um, lot, like it's chores they have to do at the in the house anyway. Normally, right? So why not go to someone else's house to get paid for it? Um, a laundry service. If you could do laundry, your neighbor's laundry, bring it to your wow. house, watch it, take it back to them. Um, there's all kinds of different ways that you can. Um, wow. Do things. You know, I haven't even thought works. about some of that. I haven't thought that about that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, there's also all the social media stuff, right? Like, I, I think there's there's a little bit of disillusion here um, with the social media influencers that are young and making lots of money. Um, they're not seeing the iceberg effect. Some of them just got lucky, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but but some of them, there's a lot of hard work that went on beneath the surface that 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 got them to be the social media influencer that they are. And I think a lot of a lot of young people are exposed to that and say, oh, it was that was easy. It's not it wasn't relative. It probably was not easy. 
you know, there's a group in Oklahoma called Love Works, and I interviewed the founder of that last year, and they do a, a middle school entrepreneur school. So for middle schoolers, they kind of teach them and they help them create a product. And one of the products they created that they ended up selling was a salsa. I think it's a salsa. I, 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 you, my audience may be correcting me right now. No, James, you're wrong. You, you didn't even remember who you interviewed. But they were taking it to a local market, a local farmer's market, and being able to sell the product uh, there. So there's there's bigger opportunities out there. And, of course, things that I, I do know some some uh, some children, Doug, who have sold things on Etsy before. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I have a friend. Um, who is in the health fitness space, but his wife and daughter started a jewelry brand um, mm. that was that was handmade jewelry that they're selling on Etsy. Yeah, and I think something like that is very, very easy in which to do. Yep, yep. Um, and I've heard of I've I heard of a high school student in Texas who won an award for for some other ideas. And then when, when I, when I heard their complete story, I realized what, I heard what they were doing is they were going to thrift stores and buying cheap clothing there and then reselling the clothing online and different, uh, maybe it was Etsy, maybe it was other app platforms and, you know, and just reselling it. What is it? Poshmark. I think they could sell mm -hmm. it on Poshmark, those types of things. So there's a lot of opportunities for young people to create that side hustle. It's just, they got to do what the things that you said, they got to have the right mindset mm -hmm. and then find that mentor and then start learning that skill set. So if we had to number them, we, we've actually come up with three steps here. Number one, create the right mindset. Number two, mentorship. I like this. And the third one is work on that skill set. Mm -hmm. mm, that's cool. Yeah, you need to make a class true. off of that, my friend. Uh, it, it's it's so weird that we outlined it in that in that step because that that third step you talked about was skill set. When I started my entrepreneur journey, you have to be willing to be terrible at something before you can be great, right? Mm. Um, and be uncomfortable um, in being terrible at it because uh, my agency started as a web design agency. I would not want to resell that first website that we sold because it was not that great. We were just starting out, um, but we sold it, right? And we got better and we got better, we got better. Um, so I think there's a lesson in that. Keep working on that skill set to get better. You know, when you said that, it reminded me of a Ziegler quote. Mr. Ziegler said, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you learn to do it right or yeah. learn to do it well. So, you know, he takes away, oh, anything worth doing is worth doing well. No, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you can learn to do it well, which is another yeah. total, you know, total mindset flip from, from people that they don't necessarily think of. Uh, going back to um, possible things that kids could do, like to make money, entrepreneurship, a lot of kids are good at a particular thing that they find in school, like they're good at sports. They could teach even, they could do a youth, like younger than them, like elementary mm. school age basketball clinic, right? soccer clinic. Yeah. I, I've heard of that. I've heard of like all-star athletes, you know, that maybe don't see themselves as having a future in college, but being very, very good. And they don't want to go that college athlete route because of the mm -hmm. time, but, you know, going and teaching clinics 
or mm -hmm. or teaching some private lessons mm -hmm. on how to do certain things to you know uh, per, you know relaying their knowledge. That's a good point. Music the same way, right? Um, if, mm. if, they, if they got good on the violin, they could tutor a, a younger person on the violin or the piano or whatever it is they're good at uh, musically. Oh, you know, when you said that, it just made me think of another young lady. I knew a young lady who tried out for American Idol. She was invited. Mm -hmm. She had done some YouTube videos where she was singing and playing the guitar, and she was uh, invited to American Idol. It didn't make it to the, the big TV broadcast, but made it several levels. She used to, when she was in high school, she was only 16 when she did that. When she was 17 and 18, she was teaching guitar to, to elementary school students. And mm -hmm. obviously she had a little bit of uh, marketing momentum because mm -hmm. she could say, hey, come in, you know, this. But other folks could do that, you know, mm -hmm. that, that have that entrepreneurship thing. Gosh, you, this is really turning into a, a practical you know, thing where people can come and get ideas for them. Uh, not only the, the steps that we've given them, but some, you know, it could kind of spur people's mindset, I mean, spur people's minds to start thinking about more. Wow. I like it when it yeah. goes in directions like this. Yep. If, if you're a good test taker, you can teach people how to be good test takers. Tutoring. <laughs> yep. Tutoring. Yep. That's, that's a yep. great, that's a great opportunity. Uh, which they can do. And these are all things that, you know, high school students, early college students can do mm -hmm. uh, to, to earn that extra income. The question that, that I want to hear some of the audience saying is like, hey, well, these are great little things here for them to do to earn some money, but it may not be anything that lasts. So what's the value of us pouring into them and encouraging them to do this when they really should be concentrating on their studies so they can get into the right school or get the grades they need to do. Why, why should they, what are the benefits for them to do these little entrepreneurship jobs that may not lead to a career in that particular field? Think of it as a study, right? As something they're studying um, as an additional, because um, everyone needs to understand the economy right mm -hmm. um, it's only it, no matter what job you go into the more you know about finances and how finances work that you would get from entrepreneurship um the better it's going to serve you no matter what you do future in life yeah I, I agree with you i'm thinking you know the things that you can learn may be invaluable it mm -hmm. may make you a better employee if you do decide to go and work for a company or an institution or an organization because they'll see something in you that they don't see and the person who, you know, was working at Subway everywhere. I mean, everybody who, everybody learns something from having mm -hmm. a job, but you certainly are going to be a more valuable uh, employee, I would think, going forward on this. Uh, yeah, a scenario I, I think of, too, is how entrepreneurs often do something. In order to grow, they have to do something uncomfortable, right? In order, And then in a career, that could also happen, right? You have to be willing, like if you're going to get promoted, it's more likely going, you're going to get promoted to something you haven't done before. So you have to be willing to be uncomfortable at first in that promotion, uh, just like you would in entrepreneurship. Hmm. That is a great point. That is a very, very great point. I'm going for it. Something that we've asked many of our guests that it's more of a personal thing is what is the greatest piece of advice that you were ever given in your life? Um, I love when people, everybody always says, pause and goes, oh my gosh. <laughs> if, 
this is going to seem like I'm pandering to the crowd here um, because this is a Jen Ziegler show. Um, but what comes to mind and what I've set my business up as a like the underlying interweaving thought is what, what Ziegler said, help enough people get what they want and you will have all that you will ever want. I, I know that's not the exact quote, but um, that's it. Yeah, I mean, you, you and I talked about that before too is – I think on your show is that me, you know, Mr. Ziegler, and it's not a manipulation philosophy. Right. No. It's a philosophy of service. When you mm -hmm. serve someone, when you really are trying to help somebody reach their goals and reach what they are, then you're going to get the things that you want the most out of your life as well. So, so tell me a little bit, tell our audience a little bit more about your site, what you do uh, and, and how they can connect with you there and the services you provide as well. Um, so sales site is a digital marketing agency. We do, uh, we primarily work with coaches and consultants, uh, and helping them grow and scale their businesses, but we also still work with brick and mortars. It's just not who we market to, uh, currently. So we do everything from search and optimization, pay-per-click ad management and optimization, uh, social media, uh, growth, um, video editing, like anything that you think a digital marketing agency would do, we do, except we don't come and film your videos. We, we will edit your videos, but we won't film, film for you. So um, we're primarily about helping businesses get more leads and sales. Um, so everything that we do is tied to that. So if, even if a young entrepreneur, would they need a service like this? Or if they were, you were to not right fit, you know, would you suggest other services for them? Is it something that, that would be of value to them? I, I think it all context really matters in that situation mm -hmm. about what they're pursuing. Um, they may need a service like ours. The other piece of what we do is consulting, right? Um, so one of the things that we talk about is having the right offer for the right audience. So uh, that is at the core of starting an entrepreneur journey, right? Is knowing having the right offer for the right audience. So that is something that we help with as well. So um, at least that piece, a young entrepreneur uh, would find greatly valuable. Hey, I don't want our audience to miss what he just said here, because a lot of times in the world that Doug and I are in, we we say these little buzz phrases and we trade them back and forth. But we don't think about the impact. But mm -hmm. what he just said about finding the right offer for the right audience is so crucial as you're going forward. And it's like setting up a lemonade stand, you know, out, you know, in, a, in an area that doesn't need it, you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, I, I want to set up a lemonade stand. It's the middle of winter. Well, you probably needed that's the wrong offer. Might be yeah. the right audience, but it's the wrong yeah. offer. Switch to cocoa. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly okay. where I was going. <laughs> I, I saw you were wanting to say something. I was like, I hope he's saying what I'm thinking. Because <laughs> yep. that's exactly where I wanted to go. And now it's time to do the hot chocolate uh, sales yeah. uh, this time of the year. Hot chocolate in in the South in the summer would not work. You know, so having the right yeah, offer, yeah. the right offer for the right audience. Gosh, that's such a crucial thing um, to be able to do, no matter what, no matter what you're saying. So many things I think about this that I, I hate for it to go into a too a deep business thing because I don't want to lose them as they go through. How can our audience connect with you? Uh, I think you have it displayed below. Salesite.com is our website. Um, but I am big on relationships and interacting with um, as many people as I can. So you can find me on social media, uh, Doug Greathouse on Facebook. Um, I also the Entrepreneur Journey Group. I, I can never point the right direction on the screen, but it's the other way. <laughs> there it is. The Entrepreneur Journey Group. Um, 
if you're a young entrepreneur, we would be more than willing to have you have you join us there. And I think you could get a lot of there's a lot of great entrepreneurs in there that you could pull some wisdom from. So those are, those possibly even find a, a a virtual mentor as well. That's right. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good yeah. opportunity too for a young person to engage uh, in there. Be bold, if, young person. Be bold. If, if I could dive into just a real quick story on that. Um, we had a young man from Malaysia actually um, come on to come into our the mastermind that we have inside of the entrepreneur group, and there were probably about twenty other experts on the call, and we all took our time to pour into this young man to help him get further on his uh, journey. And nothing fills my soul quite like that is is to see uh, people just pouring into other people to help them take the next step. So. Um, that's kind of what it's like. Hey, well, t- tell us then about what you just said about the call, you know, because that that piqued some interest here. Uh, so uh, every Friday at noon Eastern time inside of the entrepreneurship group, we have something called Entrepreneur Connect because entrepreneurship can be a lonely road unless you surround yourself with other like-minded people on the same journey. So we have this Entrepreneur Connect and it's networking, it's a mastermind. So what we do is uh, if someone has an issue going on in their business or something they want to talk about in their business, we ask them to bring it to the surface. And then we all as experts, uh, many in different fields, um, try and help that person take the next step in their business. Mm. Excellent. And that's all done through Facebook. Yeah. All right. Listening on person, Facebook is not just for old people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> we, we laugh about this, but, you know, just uh, six years ago, there were like 75% of uh, youth were interacting with Facebook. Now it's dropped down to less than 37%, 36% are now using uh, Facebook. So, you know, uh, you can find resources there What's going forward. And to our audience, all the links uh, to the group and to how do you connect with uh with Doug on Facebook, you can find in the show notes. So if you're online, if you'll just look through, uh, if you'll look down, if you'll look, if you're working a video, if you just look down, you can see it. And if you're listening, just go to your app and click on more or whatever, whatever indicator that your particular app, your podcast app tells you to do. And you can find all this additional information. So Doug, thank you for, for joining us today. And, and it's been awesome. And, and doing some things that given these three steps of working on the mindset, the mentorship and the skill set. And then you and I just brainstorming some ideas, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which you threw out some things I hadn't even thought about. They can earn, they can earn their opportunity. And, and this is a generation that we know from the research that would rather do it on their own than have someone tell them how to do it. And so entrepreneurial mindset is something that they're going to carry with them throughout their life. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Well, audience, thank you for sticking with us. Someone you know needs to hear this message. So please like and share and comment on this. And we'll see you again next week on the Gen Z Show. Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Follow us too on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day.